Here's the question. Should I wait or should I go all in now? Here's the deal. Now is a good time. It's always a good time now. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, everybody? I am so excited to be here with you. If you are like most investors, you are tuning into this podcast because you want to go from doing well to absolutely crushing it. Or maybe you are in a place where you're just saying, I am ready to start going big. Well, if that is you, this podcast is going to be directly speaking to you today. I'm Chris Craddock, and I am here to help you take your business to the next level. I'm here to help you maximize every lead that you have, make the most out of the things that you are already doing. Because I'll tell you, instead of paying for new marketing sources, new lead sources, if you're able to make a better use of the sources that you have, you are going to be in a much better place. But with that said, what I want to talk about today is a question I get regularly. What's going to happen in the market? And I get people telling me all the time, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to start investing in real estate. I'm going to start doing real estate stuff. I'm going to become an agent. I'm going to do all of these different things when the market crashes. Well, the big question there is, when is the market going to crash, right? And so that's what I want to talk about today. When is the market going to crash? The other night I had a uh, debate. I'm not on Clubhouse all that often, but every once in a while I'll jump on. And uh, I was on Clubhouse and this lady, very smart lady, but her whole thing was the market's going to crash. And I I started just kind of listening to it, just kind of curious what she was saying. And I'm like, why is it going to crash? And she's like, well, we're just in that part of the cycle. And I'm like, that's not how crashes happen. It doesn't crash just because, oh, it's time to crash. That's not it. Economic factors cause something. Everything in this world is cause and effect, right? Things don't just just happen spontaneously, right? There's always a cause. There's a primary mover on it. Well, what happened in the in the 90s with the with the market crash, you know, there was just a lot of stuff with the SNLs, uh, the saving and loans, which you don't even hear of them anymore because they've gone out of business. But there were issues with that where people were getting loans they shouldn't have been getting. Same thing happened in the 2000s, right? McDonald's workers were making minimum wage, buying like, you know, $2 million mansions. You know, <laughs> they were literally living large on like MTV crib style houses on minimum wage. And uh, I don't even know, does MTV still have cribs? Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) But they were living large on all of that. And they just had no cash. People were getting loans where they should not be getting. Well, what's happening now is there's extra cash in the market. If you look at people's bank accounts, people are cash heavy, right? There's just more discretionary cash than any of the other times that we were having crashes, right? That's one. Number two is people are not getting loans who should not qualify. Actually, we we see it over and over again. People that do qualify, people that literally can buy million-dollar houses in cash are not qualifying for loans because it doesn't fit the Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae guidelines, which if, if you're not familiar with that, that saying Freddie and Fannie, they're kind of the the people that buy all of the loans that people... People get like if you buy a house, you'll get a loan through, say, 
just a company. Well, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, they'll they'll end up buying the loans with the guidelines for what loans are able to be sold, all of that. So bottom line is, you know, these these companies are not allowing people that don't have cash, that don't have the ability to qualify, that don't fit in their box too, which is kind of hard for entrepreneurs, which we'll talk about on another one, another podcast. How do you, you know, make sure that you're not paying the government too much money in taxes, but also being able to afford or, or qualify to get loans because if you have very little taxable income, you don't pay taxes but then you don't qualify for loans. So how do you play that game in a way? And, and I never, ever recommend cheating. But those are things that, that entrepreneurs are always wrestling with. How do you qualify for these and when? So I've shared this before, but I want to share just briefly why I do not believe that we are ready for a crash anytime in the near future. Number one, homeowners have more money, right? So they're not strapped. People are able to make their their payments. So many people came out of forbearance, which forbearance earlier this year or last year, the government essentially uh, mandated that people didn't have to pay their mortgage for a little while. And if people were strapped for cash, they could have stayed in the program. Uh, I think it was something like 92% of people got out of the program and showing that they were not strapped for cash. People had money to do it. Second, builders are playing catch up. They've only been building about a million houses a year for years, ever since the last crash, when we need about 5 million houses a year. So only about 20 million, 20% of the houses were being built that needed to be built for a number of reasons. One, you know, they were in shell shock. Two, a lot of them went out of business. Three, banks were less likely to loan to builders. There were just all these reasons, but now builders are trying to catch up. And we all know that when there's less of something, it costs more, right? Go to a, uh, go to a football game, an NFL game, right? You'll see that... Uh, because you don't have a lot of options to where you can buy beer, you're paying 20 bucks for a beer, right? But if you had a ton of different options, then you could you know, buy beer cheaper, right? Same thing's true with houses. When you have less options, it costs more for it, right? A bottle of water at a grocery store is what, 50 cents? A bottle of water in the middle of the desert, if you're drowning, you know, you, you'd pay any, you'd give everything you have to stay alive, right? So that's kind of the, the piece there, why, why costs are going up. Next, inflation. So what, what the government is saying is that uh, first they were saying 6.8. Now it's like almost 8% inflation is what they're saying. And honestly, I, I really don't even believe those numbers. But what inflation is, is the debasing of money, right? It means that if you have a dollar, according to the government's numbers, which is like 7%, 8%, whatever it is, let's just call it 7%. That if you have a dollar today, its purchasing power is only worth 93 cents after what just happened, which means the value of the dollar is going down because of inflation. So that's why you look back and you see when like our parents or grandparents or whatever were saying that that they bought school lunches when they were in school for 35 cents, for 10 cents, for 5 cents. You know, McDonald's burger was 5 cents. Well, inflation just makes everything more expensive over time. And when we have an expanded inflation rate, what happens is the dollars become less valuable. But what everybody who's smart does is they don't sit on a ton of cash. They put their money into hard assets, gold, silver, real estate. Even cryptocurrency doesn't get debased at this point, which is why a lot of people are putting their money there. So we could go a lot deeper into this. But inflation, basically real estate is the best bet against inflation. You see houses, they just are so much more expensive every year. And if you have the same interest rate and your dollar is worth less, 
oh my gosh, it's just really, really important for us to realize that the dollar is losing value like a melting ice cube and houses are going up in value. So real estate is a good place to get into. Now, with all that said, I wanted to give the background behind what the real question is. Is now a good time to get into real estate or should I wait until the market crashes to get into real estate to go all in? Or maybe I'm doing business in real estate, but I'm not all in, all in, or I'm afraid to really go big because I don't want to put all my money into real estate and the crash is coming. Well, here's the question. Should I wait or should I go all in now? Here's the deal. Now is a good time. It's always a good time now, right? Like now is a great time to get into real estate because I have people that said three years ago, the market was going to crash and they didn't get in. They didn't buy any rentals. And one of my friends literally was going to buy a, his personal residence. He was going to buy around 900000 a personal residence. He called me last year and said, Chris, I'm looking at housing prices and the same house that I wanted to buy last year for nine hundred is worth uh, just a million fifty. He's like, my waiting just cost me $150,000, did not it? And I said, yep, yep, it did. And so that's that whole thing where we need to realize that the market is going up. It's a good place to put our money. Now is always a good time because we're learning, we're growing, we're getting better at what we're doing now so that we can take our skills into any market. So when the market crashes, here's the best thing that happens for investors. Everybody that needs to work on their house, everybody whose house is not in pristine condition has to give it away because it's called a buyer's market, right? So if you put it on the MLS, nobody is going to buy a house if it's not pristine. It needs to be incredible. In a seller's market, which is what we're in right now, when the market is really strong, you can put literally, you can put dog crap on the MLS and it'll probably get multiple offers, right? It is one of those things where you can put anything up on the MLS and get multiple offers. And so a lot of people are making a lot of money here because they're just like the market is going up. So maybe you're not buying at a great price, but a big wave makes everybody a better swimmer, right? So that's where we are, where everybody's winning because of this. Now I'm saying, don't use that as your business strategy, just hoping that the market's going to go up because you know at some point it won't. And at some point you're going to get in trouble for that. But currently the market's going up. So it is a good time to be in because we do have a little bit. If you work to buy right, if, if all of a sudden you realize you didn't buy right, the market is in your favor and it will correct in a way that you know helps you win. So here's the other side. So I was, you know, anybody that's listened to much that I've shared, I was in ministry for a long time. And I remember studying a guy named Rick Warren who wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life. It was the number one bestseller for a long time. It's a great book, by the way. If you're feeling lost or whatever, I would just say it's a great book to check out. But one of the things about Rick Warren, when he started his church, he was looking in a place that that fit really well. He he wanted to build his like build his organization, you know, in a place that that was a, a good fit according to the numbers, right? So he went to Orange County, California, which was just a good place where it fit the demographic that he felt like would lend itself to growing fast, growing a fast organization. So what I would just say is this. I do believe in massive and perfect action. That has served me well time and time and time again. I also think that looking at numbers and trying and, and making sure that we're making wise decisions about where we put our money and how we invest is, is really important. And that's why no matter where you are in the process, looking at some of these great organizations, some of these great 
classes and programs, especially the ones that Wholesaling Inc. is offering, can help you do what Rick Warren did is look at the numbers and say, how can I compress decades of learning into days, right? How can I take like all of these demographics, all of these numbers and say, I don't want to spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn the best strategies and the best techniques. I can get into real estate and go big now, whether it's it's learning to do my first deal or learning to go from doing a deal a month to doing 10 deals a month. I can learn from people that are further along. And that's why you know, I personally have a lot of coaches that I pay for to bring into my life because I want them to help me, right? And I, I pay for it because it's worth my time. Because if I can go from like, we want it, we're, our goal is to do 700 transactions this year. And if I'm going to do 700 transactions, that's up, you know, up by almost, almost 10%, you know, growth from where we were last year. And if I'm going to do that, it is worth paying somebody to, to help me not figure it out for myself. Even though I can, it'll just take me longer time periods. So what are the practical steps? If you are doing... If, if now is the best time to get into real estate, even though the market may crash at some point, I don't believe that it is coming anytime soon. But if now is the best time to get into real estate, there's a couple different groups of people that listen to this. So there's the people that are brand new saying, I want to do my first deal. If you're doing no deals, here is the first way to do it. Massive and perfect action, right? The best way to do it is activity and skill, right? So activity, start moving. If you just want to spend all your time doing research and listening to podcasts and not doing any action, you are never, ever, ever going to grow. It's it, This learning is a hobby for you. It's not a job. You'll be running a nonprofit. And you know, frankly, we don't get into real estate to run a nonprofit. We get into real estate to make money, right? That's the deal. So it's important for you to start doing the right things, but also get the right mentors, get the right coaches, look for the program that is right for you and jump into one of these programs. Number two, maybe you're doing some deals and you really like like a handful of deals a year, right? I, I just was talking to somebody who's asking me some questions on my Instagram, which by the way, I'll answer anybody's questions on Instagram at Rock. Send me any messages that you want and I'm happy to answer questions. So she's done a bunch of deals but it seems like she's not able to go to that next level where she's really able to scale her business. Well, that's where you you start looking at some of these other ways, other medias, mediums that that will bring in more leads and allow you to scale, right? So if you're making more than $100,000 a year, which it doesn't take a lot to get there. If you follow the advice of some of these great folks, if you're making more than 100000 a year, you need to have an assistant because if you don't hire an assistant, you are the assistant. And a lot of people say, oh, my assistant's going to be the... I'm going to hire a cold caller. I'm going to hire a salesperson, an acquisitions manager. No, what you need to do is hire the person that can do all... Dot all the I's, cross all the T's because... Let's be honest. I know you. I know entrepreneurs. All of you guys are very similar to me. I believe there's the outlier here and there, but most of you guys are like that, that where you hate paperwork. And I'll tell you what, you want, if you can hire somebody for $20 an hour to do all your paperwork, to do all your administrative stuff, all the thing that will sap you of energy. And, and I get it. Some of you guys are not like that, but I'll tell you what, most of you guys probably are, where the, the paperwork and the admin work will sap you of energy. Well, then you hire somebody else to do it. Then you're able to function on all cylinders. You're able to run hard. You're able to run fast. 
that is the best way to grow is to be able to do the things that you're really good at. And you should be selling and talking to people and stealing from our friend, Brett Daniels, right? Talking to people to get stuff done, right? That's where you start. And then you can hire cold callers and other people to bring in leads and deals after the fact, but start off by getting an assistant. And then the last thing is if you are bringing in leads, you've got to be able to monetize all of these leads, monetize every single one of them, right? Because you've already paid for the leads. Now you need to make the most money that you can from the leads. So instead of letting some other real estate agent make money, instead of letting some other investor that's paying some stupid amount for it, way more than they should be paying for it, you know, make money or get the deal, you can control the deal with the REI Revive program where you can you work with the agent you work to make sure that you're monetizing every dead lead. So with that said, those are the the real keys to leveling up to scaling whether you're doing no deals to doing some deals to really doing a massive amount of deals. That is the whole key there. And honestly, that's one of the things that I found is um, that brings us a lot of joy when we're able to become a better version of ourselves and that's what we're doing with our business, right? We're just helping it become a better version of itself. So with that said, if there's anything I can do for you, for your your business, your company, just go to my my webpage, chriscraddick.com, check out, uh, hit the apply button, and either myself or somebody from our team will give you a call and we'll we'll look at your business and say, hey, this this is a place where we can help you make more money, help you level up your business, and therefore help you level up your life and really, really, really get to where you want to be. So again, I want to serve you. I want to help you. Anything I can do, you can also reach out to me on my Instagram page, at Cradrock, um, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K, old cheesy high school nickname. So um, that's that's the deal there. Feel free to reach out. I will reply. I will help you. I'm excited about helping people. I want to see you guys win. Guys, go out, live uncommon. Let's kick butt. Let's take names. I'll tell you what, do the things you need to do this year and you're going to look back and you're just going to smile to yourself saying, oh my gosh, I cannot believe the life I have built over the last 12 months. Let's go run. See you guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.